0: Well, welcome to Sunday Coffee. I'm Bart Gregory along with Charlie Winfield, and we're in the Farm Bureau studios here in downtown Starkville. Farm Bureau, go with the home team at Farm Bureau. You can check them out at favorites.com. They have agents all across the state of Mississippi. Home, life, auto, whatever you need in the insurance world, our good friends at Farm Bureau. And this is Sunday Coffee brought to you by our friends at Strange Brew Coffee House on Spring Street and Highway 12. Churning Spoon Ice Cream. They're also in Tupelo at Brewpolo as well. You can go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. They'll ship that great coffee to you. You can get mugs, but the coffee grounds, it'll be slam-packed this coming week. The students are back on campus. Charlie Winfield, one of the ways you could tell the students are back in Starkville, as I'll tell you this, I'm going to start with a glass half full bar. Last night, man, students were there. Had a great crowd at the game last night. And, uh, man, you just wish, and you heard Chris Jans talk about it in the post game. you just wish the game could have gone a little bit differently because it kind of felt like the old days last night. <sighs> okay. So I know what cup of coffee I'm getting out of Charlie this morning.
1: Well, I'm not half empty. I'm not half full. I'm 50% of capacity. First of all, I want to – Give a shout-out to our friends at Farm Bureau, like you were talking about. Some of those guys are about to be busy. Um, A lot of adjusters are going to have to be out on the roads here in a couple of days. We've got winter storm watches, and I'm a little bit disappointed. Honestly, and I'm getting away from your question, and I'm going to circle back, but the Farm Bureau talk made me think about this. I had considered getting a hotel room in northeast, excuse me, northwest Mississippi, And going up just so I could enjoy some snow. I talked about taking a a snow vacation, say like to Hernando. Say to somewhere South Haven. You know, some place where I could find a place to go eat. Some place I felt good in case the power went out. Along a major highway, because you know those would be cleaned up fastest. But I've been tempted to go see some snow. I'm afraid that here in Starkville... At the Farm Bureau Studios, what we're going to see is just a few flakes, just enough to make you mad because you're going to get on Facebook, you're going to get on Twitter, and you're going to see people an hour and a half to the north with eight inches of snow.
0: Do you like snow that much?
1: I do. Do you? For 30 minutes or so. Right. I mean, snow is great. It's fun to look at. I enjoy it. Now, once it's, you know,
0: To me, I look at snow like I look at New Orleans. It's good for about 48 hours.
1: You give 48 hours in New Orleans?
0: Yeah, I mean, I come to party when I come to New Orleans, okay? Yeah,
1: you bring the party with you. I bring the party with me. Yeah,
0: the the weather's about to get uh, a little dicey out there, especially
1: in north Mississippi. Well, and the other thing, of course, we know is not just the snow. That's not the problem. The problem is the ice. And I would rather see nothing. Than see ice here because ice is what brings down your power lines. The other thing that I'm concerned about, we've had some problems with this across campus over the years pipes. Yeah. These pipes, it's. That's why it's telling some of the college kids I know don't drip, run it. (laughs) Just run (laughs) it. Turn it on. All right. So now to basketball. Oh,
0: well, real quick. Okay. There's a very popular plumber in Startville, okay? And there's one-digit difference in my cell phone and his. And it's going to happen three or four times this week. I am going to get the frantic call, somebody on the other end, hey, I got some pipes burst. And I say the same thing, man, I wish I could help you, but I can't. Here's the guy's number. But I'm going to get that call this week. Hey, pipes are popping.
1: So, man, I hate that. All right, so basketball, speaking of things, Popping my bubble popped last night. I was, I went to the Tennessee game earlier in the week. We haven't talked about that one. I showed up at that game with no expectation and very little hope. That's my defense mechanism. Quite honestly, is but, because not we to said get invested.
0: we said earlier this week you like to go one and one, but I actually had them flipped. I thought Tennessee was going to be hard to beat, and I thought we had a really good chance to beat Alabama.
1: I wanted to be two and one right now. That's where I wanted to be. Absolutely. And so, in any event, felt good about Tennessee. And then last night, the thing that frustrates you and the thing that worries me is we had it. We had the crowd. We had everybody into it. And I don't want to be like Ron Polk here, but did the pressure get to the boys? Can I go Ron Polk on you? Because when I look at what happened to us yesterday, we missed a lot of shots around the goal. Oh, and I get it. There everybody's
0: was, everybody's talking about free throws, man, but
1: right around the, you know, four feet, five feet out. It was a lid at times. Yeah, we missed a lot of shots around the goal. There were times where we got fouled, but didn't get the n one because we didn't make the shot to complete it. And man, it's one of those is tough. Now I suppose the, what scares me out of this and what has me disappointed or concerned is As a fan base, we have typically gotten to this point. We don't get over the hump in these big games. People say, well, why don't we win these big games? Well, they're big games because they're going to be hard to win anyway. You know, it's like bringing in a a top-ranked Kentucky team over the years. People, you weren't going to win that game whether you had five people or 50,000 a lot of times. But people leave with this idea, well, we can't win the big one. It was only big because it was so difficult to win. Last night was a winnable game. It's a coulda, shoulda, woulda game. I just hope – that we don't lose the chicken-and-egg perspective on this, meaning a lot of people want us to be good before they come. Coming can help us be good.
0: And I go back to my original statement a minute ago about how, I mean, 30 minutes before the game, the student section was full, and having the students back was a big factor, I thought, last night. And going back to the, the old Ron Polk about putting pressure and living with pressure, what did we say last week? We came in here after the South Carolina game, and going back to your point, I wanted to be 2-1, and one, and that shows you how big that South Carolina loss on the road was because you let that one get away from you. I think that's what made last night sting even more is knowing that you could get back to 2-1, and one and you didn't. But what did we say last week? Man, it's tough to win on the road. Man, it's just hard to go on the road and win that 50-50 game. Well, last night you had it at home, and you could tell. It's not by just the missed free throws, but we missed a few of the few of them pretty bad. I mean, didn't even hit the inside of the cylinder, which kind of tells you that uh, And coming from guys saying, we shot the free throws well over the last month and a half. Well, Tolu shot them well since he came back. But just looking at the stat sheet and looking how the game unfolded last night, that uh, – all right, I said I was not going to do this, but I am because last night everybody was ratcheted up from an emotional standpoint. And I th- I think I sent you a text. I sent it to a couple people. Is I don't know if anything ratchets emotions more than basketball officiating. I don't know if it's just so many calls that go on in a game that and it's just it, they just build on each other. But, man, everybody was just ratcheted up a notch last night. And this is not a this is not any kind of rant about officiating. I didn't think the officials got us beat last night. I didn't think it would have won it for Alabama or would have won it for us. I just thought it was very inconsistent. I don't know what a foul is anymore on any end. And I go back to 10 years ago when they tried to clamp down on college basketball. And then you had a foul a minute, and everybody was shooting free throws, and everybody hated it. Everybody talked about, man, it used to be fun because they let them play. I mean, I said that, is they're calling too many fouls. And then, okay, we're going to get away from that. And, you know, it used to be a brawl. 20 years ago it was a brawl, just an absolute, utter brawl. And now I think our officials are stuck in the middle of not knowing what to call. used to, they just let them play. And then they called everything. And now it's a situation of you may get a reach and you may get a complete tackle. I don't think anybody
1: knows what's going on or what's going to be called. I think it's actually worse than that in this sense. Pick one and go with it. I see. use the word consistency. Those were two different halves the way they were officiated last night. You had one half where you might as well put the boxing gloves on and on full contact, you had another half where it was touchier. My big thing is this. It's kind of like a home plate umpire. I don't care what your strike zone is. Just keep it. Be consistent. I want the same in the ninth innings I had in the third. Yeah, and we didn't get that last night. And I am not. I want to be very, very clear. I am not blaming officials on the loss, but I will say they impacted the game, and they impacted the game for both teams because you look – For Alabama, Pringle fouls out in six minutes of play. For us, Cam Matthews played 22 minutes. He was troubled by four fouls. And some of those fouls, in Cam's case, and I think Chris Jans has talked about this, a lot of times out of the gate, Cam, like last night, he was attacking, right? Yeah. He was dunking early. And because of that, I think Cam sometimes plays hard on both ends, maybe gets himself in some bad spots that's on him. But then there are some others that bother me. Here is my other big thing that just drives me insane about officials. And as I say this, I want to acknowledge I couldn't do it. I couldn't do the job that they're doing. But here's my thing. Quit anticipating the foul. See it before you call it. Just because you go baseline, just because defenders come Just because you're both in the air, it doesn't mean there was contact. See it. And that was the thing I thought a couple times last night. They didn't see it because it wasn't there. You can see the whistle before the guy's even going up.
0: Yeah, and it kind of goes back to the point. If we talk about the, the number of misses that you have around the rim, and Alabama had those too, where it's almost like instead of taking the ball up, you're looking to get the foul. You're looking to get the call. And so what do you do? You throw it towards, <laughs> you know, you throw it towards the goal, towards the rim because you're anticipating getting that foul. I thought at times we and Alabama both looked like teams instead of taking the ball up strong and trying to finish, look like teams that were trying to take it up and get fouled, and then the call didn't come.
1: Hey, what's your take on Alabama? Where, where do you see them? Is this, a, is this a legitimately good team? Ken Palm says they are. In the ratings, they're ranked. You know, their losses have come to good teams. Did we beat the best team we played this week? Was Tennessee better than Alabama? Uh, I think they're very
0: similar, to be honest with you. And I think it's one of those situations. I think if Tennessee and Alabama play ten times, I may be proved wrong on this. That each team would win five, depending on where the game is played.
1: Uh, well, hey, it's funny you say that. I just pulled up Ken Palm. Alabama's seven, Tennessee is eight. Yeah. So, there you go.
0: I thought they – I mean, they're they're nowhere near without Brandon Miller what they were last year. I mean, but they're – you know, Sears is a big-time player. And they do have some really, really good players. But, you know, we, so, I mean, we got Tolu Smith. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, bottom line, brass tacks. And I'm not putting this loss on Tolu at all. But when you look at the numbers – and you've got your guy, and you you know, you shoot five or fifteen from the floor, and you you're right at fifty percent at the free throw line, and you you know as a team you don't shoot the three ball well at all. You're gonna have nights that uh, that you have a tough time winning.
1: Well, and last night was that night. Yeah. All right. So the road forward, it'd be a miracle to win it, Rob. Kentucky is. You know, not your father's Kentucky, but twelve and three, ranked seventeen in terms of the Ken Palm ratings. So a good team.
0: Here's what I'm gonna be interested to see Tuesday night or Wednesday night when we go to rub. One is how do we how do we share the basketball? That's the first thing, because we play two true road games and we have not shared the ball in either one of those. How will Kentucky try to defend us? I don't think Kentucky is anywhere close. To Tennessee and Alabama defensively. Now, I may eat my words on this.
1: <laughs> We're going to out there to score about 48. Yeah. But
0: they have not been good at all defensively. We're not good defensively yesterday. I mean, A&M has not been a juggernaut. I've been, They've been scoring in the 50s, and they scored in the 80s yesterday. All right? So, they have not defended well. But i tell you though, They're young, and they can score.
1: And so, I But thought- if you pull that off, then you're right back. Yeah, if you pull it off, I mean, is then you get Vanderbilt coming in, who you you hope you get a good crowd, and you hope you just beat them blind.
0: Yeah, um, and that's what made me feel good about this Alabama game is because they had gone to Vanderbilt and barely won, and Vanderbilt is wretched. I mean, they are absolutely wretched. Hey, you mentioned Kentucky and about those old Kentucky teams. Just a little deviation point right here. I'm gonna pivot on you. Just All like, right. I was thinking last night and you're thinking about the big atmosphere and a big game and I started thinking back to how many times I sat in the upper deck last night. I mean I wasn't like the upper crust like you, Charlie. I wasn't sitting side side court.
1: I did not sit last night, thank
0: you. Okay. But I, I sat it. I sat I sat in the upper deck last night. The first time I've, you know, gone up there in a while. It's amazing how sometimes deja vu will hit you. And I literally remember 30 years ago. I can't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday morning. And my mind is weird about the craziness of things that I can remember. All right. And I thought back. I was like, you know, we played a game against Kentucky in the early 90s. And I sat in the same exact seat because I remember I got just high enough where I could see over the rail. I was in the corner in the upper deck about row six. And I got to thinking last night, driving home, and I got to doing some research, and it was 1994 when we played Kentucky here. Patino brought those guys in. They were ranked in the top ten in the country, and it was very similar where we had a packed house that day. We listed 9,500 as the attendants. And as you know, that was back in the days of, well, that's how many actually walked through the doors do it a little differently these days, do Do it we? a little different these days. Well, anyway, we had the huge crowd. There was a four-point game at the half. Kentucky rolls out to about a 10- or 12-point lead midway through the second half. We cut it down to two. The hump is rocking. And then at the end, we just kind of ran out of time. We had to start fouling. They wanted the game kind of going away. But won it by 10, 12, whatever. But last night felt like that game kind of unfolded, and it felt like that.
1: To so, me again. So I have, a, I have a similar memory. And mine was 1984 when Kentucky came to town. I remember those days. And I think what made me think about it was anytime you're trying to find tickets, when people say, man, i got to find a ticket, got to find a ticket for this game. There were a couple of games I remember in my lifetime Oh, as a young kid, the got to find a ticket. When Houston came to town, the five slamma jamma years. right? But 1984, Kentucky came in. And Kentucky had Kenny Walker and Sam Bowie and Melvin Turpin. Winston Bennett was on that team. We had Ken Harvey, Kelvin Hildreth, Butch Pierre, Tracy Taylor. Tracy Taylor, by the way, brief little aside here as we go further down the rabbit hole. Jeff Malone was from Macon, Georgia, war number 24. Then Tracy Taylor came from Macon, Georgia, war number 24. And then our guy Marcus Grant came Came, from Macon, Georgia. That's where we went wrong. We quit recruiting Macon. In any event, we lost that game by 19 that I went to. So we were real excited for a while. <laughs> well, I remember that game, going back to to add to it,
0: is you couldn't find a ticket to that game. Could not find a ticket to that game. And uh, let's just say me and a couple guys at some high school boys from Nantawoya driving up. We, uh, we found our way into that game and found our way into the student section in the upper level. And, hey, in that game, talk about Marcus Grant. Marcus Grant played. Here's some guys. Marcus Grant played in that game. I saw Russell Walters at the game last night.
1: You know what I saw? I saw Charles Rhodes. Charles Rhodes was at
0: the game last night. I saw Charles. I saw Russell Walters. I saw Ontario Harper last I'd night. I heard he was here. Saw- I saw O last night. So, Daryl Wilson, T.J. Honore, George Brooks played 13 minutes in that game. Well, there you go. All right, you know what else I remember about that game? And I'm trying not to go too far. I'm talking about the past. You know what else happened that day? January the 22nd, 1994. We played Kentucky in a packed house. We also played Tennessee in women's basketball that day. Do you remember that? Where were you in 1994? Oh, I do remember this. We played Tennessee. I was a senior. We played Tennessee earlier in the day. They had Passion Thompson from Philadelphia, and Tennessee beat us in women's basketball, and then you sat around for a couple hours because nobody wanted to leave the hump because they got their seats set for the Tennessee game, and then we played Kentucky later that
1: afternoon. That was a day of basketball right there. All right, so I went to the women's game, and that was the one where – a person we know. I won't call names. I'll protect the guilty. <laughs> all these years later, but let's just say, apparently Pat Summit in a prior year leaving the floor had called him a redneck or something to that effect.
0: <laughs> just, just now, let me say, Pat probably just saw him. He was being quiet. Not saying a him out, unfairly. And just looked at him and said, you know what,
1: you're a redneck. I think that's, in fact, how it went down. Okay. Allegedly. Suffice it to say that that had stewed and (laughs) boiled for about a year. And he was there when they opened the doors for that women's game. Because, remember, it was the doubleheader. And so if you were wanting to sit the student section down low, you need to get there early anyway.
0: And you had to get to the women. You had to if you you had to go to the, the women's game.
1: If you had a Kentucky, you want to go to the Kentucky game, you had to get there to the women's game. And so I have never in my <laughs> life, most of which I can't repeat. But, but I have heard it, which let's is just great. Say yeah, you can't a, repeat that. There were a lot of questions directed to Pat that <laughs> she probably didn't want to answer at that time and place. In the entire arena, and I just remember thinking at some point somebody's going to put we we are testing the bounds of free speech here today, and I was, they stretch. I thinking of weather, and I know we're going down the rabbit hole of old games, but I'll tell you one: you remember the riff game? Are you familiar with the riff game? You're going to have to go a little bit, go a little All bit right. further. I need I need one more clue. All right, so I think this would have been in about eighty five. There was the ice storm here in Starkville, and we were basically shut down for a week. And But we were playing Alabama. There, there was a, you know, a storm, and basically it was one of those deals of, we're opening the doors, and if you can get here, come on in. They didn't take up tickets, but they just opened up the Coliseum. But Alabama's here to play. That was the game that Ken Harvey, I think it was Richie Farmer, that he punched for Alabama. And But after the game, Wimp Sanderson, the old Alabama coach, was complaining. They just opened the doors and let all the riffraff in. <laughs> Wimp,
0: who, by the way, you put he and Sonny Smith at Auburn together, and that's a conversation. Yeah, they used to have an old radio show over in Alabama. Did they really? Wimp and Sonny together. Those were two. That was back in the plaid jackets. That was back
1: when everybody had character. Hey, and I didn't realize this. Richard Williams was telling me he and Ed Murphy were friends. And Very good friends. I didn't realize, I would forgotten that Ed Murphy came in here with Delta State, yes. beat us. Yeah, he was a Delta State. I saw Ed Murphy
0: when he went to West Georgia. That was my first year of broadcasting. Not, not a lot of people realize that my first year out of college, I went to West Alabama. And I was driving back and forth between Nantahoyah and West Alabama. And I broadcast a year of men's basketball and baseball at West Alabama. And this was been the spring of 2000, and Ed Murphy was the coach at West Georgia, and Rick Reedy was the coach at West Alabama. He's the guy that got all mad at me because I didn't put a 12-pack um, of beer on the bus because we went to uh, we went to Lincoln Memorial to play on a Monday. We left on a Sunday, and Saturday night we had a game, and he looked at me in the post-game show. And he says, hey, I need you to go to Danny Don's and get a case of beer. I was like, okay. He said, because... I can't watch film without drinking beer. And I said, okay, you're, you're, whatever. And so the next morning I get to the bus, this is six o'clock on Sunday morning. And he was like, where's the beer? And I was like, what? And he made me go, Livingston, of course, you can't, you could not buy it on Sunday morning. Of course. He made the store owner open up at 630 on a Sunday morning and sent me down there to get it. I'll never forget that. But anyway, Ed Murphy we went to see Ed Murphy that next week, and we were all sitting around, and he was talking about Richard Williams. Um, crazy things you remember. That's 23 years ago. But he was talking about how good of friends he was with Richard Williams when he was at Ole Miss and Richard Williams was at State.
1: I, I love talking to Richard. In fact, we need to get him on more again soon. And Whenever he is on, my wife is always, why don't you have him on more? I mean, cause he's got other things to do than to hang out with you and me. <laughs> but Richard to this day, I was laughing because he was talking about a younger coach who is now out of it and was talking about, you know, he really wants to get back in. And I said, well, he would never admit it like you too. You know, because even now you can tell Richard still oh, he's, still got that itch. He's got some coach in him, got a lot of coach in him. But still, i will tell you, best color analyst, period, that there is. And you know Helts. It's one of the best that there is, Bart. And that's our good friend Chris Keene and our good friends at Cannon
0: Ford of Startwell. They coach the game just like Richard Williams did. You know why? Because, Charlie, even even if it hurts a little bit,
1: they'll tell you the truth. Oh, okay. I was yeah. wondering where we were going to go with this. Yeah. They'll, t- you know, they, they, they will, they're very, I didn't know if you were going to say, you know, only played about eight guys in his rotation or, you know. <laughs> Well, Chris Keen
0: and our fantastic friends at Cannon Ford to start. Well, if you the in the market for a newer used car, if you need the body shop, if you need the service center, of course the service center is open on Saturdays now. You need your oil change, your tires rotated. Hey, this week you need some more antifreeze put in your car. I'm not exactly sure where the antifreeze goes,
1: but it goes somewhere. That's another thing that's died off as we've changed. People used to do more to their own cars. They did. It was funny because
0: my dad came around yesterday morning, knocked on the you know knocked on the door yesterday morning, wanted to have the keys to the side by side. I said, "What you need the keys to for the side by side?" He said, "Well, I got to put some antifreeze in it." So he was going around to all the, the four wheelers and the side by sides and the the gators and things like that. He was doing the antifreeze.
1: Well, you have a whole fleet of them,
0: you know. I well, mean, you gotta have plenty of you know mobility down on the farm.
1: Okay, I mean, it just sounds like a. You know, some people have a gator. I mean, you're talking about having to go to around all of them like it's a chore.
0: Well, it's, it's a few of them. But he did walk in, and as I was YouTubing yesterday, about grow lights. And he was like, what are you going to be growing? I was like, yeah, I'm going to get some grow lights. We're going to grow some tomatoes, some
1: impatiens, some vinca. I was going to say, if you threw an HVAC unit on there, then I'd think you were growing something else. But that's a different topic for another day. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what. And to be
0: honest with you, I got a little, like, some, some – something into my nose today. I kind of feel like I've been
1: or probably sound like I've been growing a bunch of other stuff. You know, well, we'll stay away from there. So Cannon Ford, go see them. Spraying bedliners too. Yes. Um all right, so here is my question for you. Later today, Mississippi State women's basketball plays Ole Miss. And that is a series that Mississippi State has dominated, not so much anymore they were swept last year where do you see that team well uh first of all what did Ole miss win in the
0: series like 47 of the first 48 in the oh, series the old
1: van chancellor days yeah
0: van had a lot of success building that out Sharon did a really good job of kind of getting that series back to 50 50 uh vic dominated Ole miss um and then um uh, you know hey last year we got beat twice and now, you know, Yo has done a, a pretty good job in Oxford. I didn't know if – when they hired her, I didn't know if she would be the person to kind of turn the worm, you know. But she has. Yeah, she sure has. Where did I see women's basketball? Um, the other night we shot some more high-percentage shots around the rim at Arkansas. I don't know how good Arkansas is. That Man, I'll tell you what. watch some of that game. Um Arkansas, at one time, I remember I used to go up there as a radio guy. You know, I did women's basketball for a number of years. So did you. And I've gone up there before where they've had nobody. And then they built that crowd up. They had some really good crowds. Mike neighbors when he came in up there, they, were, they started drawing well. There was nobody there the other night. I mean, nobody.
1: You know, Mike neighbors is a guy who made his career off signing Kelsey Plum. Yes. He signed her at Washington, made him look really good because she's incredible, and then he really hadn't done a whole lot. He's very
0: Nate Otish to me, where they just roll a ball out there and say, go.
1: Yeah, and shoot it. Just shoot it a bunch. All right, that's so back- on goal. But So let me draw a parallel for you real quick between our men's and women's teams. People say, how good can they be? And both of them have some freshman players who are exciting. Josh Hubbard obviously will be an elite player but there are some young players on that women's team. You know whether it's Miracle Shepherd Montague is going to be good. That team is only going to go as far as the veteran players take it. Men's basketball, Josh Hubbard is going to be an elite player, he's very good. But that team is only going to go as far as Tolu and some of the older guys take it. You buy that? You you cannot overcome in women's basketball, Jessica Carter not playing well. You will not be able to overcome it in an extended stretch if you don't get great play out of Tolu. Well,
0: and your Stars got to be Stars. They do. And I think the Stars also have to have a little bit of supporting cast close to their positions. I mean, I think Tolu, for Tolu to be really good, we're also going to have to have Cam Matthews be a very good supporting role. And be on the floor. And be on the floor. I think for women's basketball to have success, not only does Jessica Carter – have to be good, but you're about to have to start getting something
1: out of the four, and they're not right now. And
0: and right now, right now they're having a tough time, you know, getting something around her in in the low post. And I think that's going to be a big key too. So going forward, I agree with you, Charlie. I think it's going to be the people that uh, that are the seniors that have been around that program for. Hey, that's the thing about it, man. Is you look at. I go I hate to draw parallels between 94 and that game I went to when we played Kentucky and they had Epps and Farmer and all those guys. We had Marcus Grant and Daryl Wilson. We were a young team then. We're an old team now. We're an old basketball team on the men's side. We're an old basketball team on the women's side. And so I think we got some players to figure it out, but we better figure it out.
1: Yeah, I think that's I think that's absolutely right. I think what would frustrate me if I was Chris Jans about last night is as a coach, I go back to the game we lost in the NCAA tournament last year. We drew up a great play. We had an open guy. Just didn't make it. When you get 18 missed shots around the goal, which is what we had last night, when you have that many missed free throws, and people will say we need to practice free throws. Last night wasn't about practice. That wasn't about practicing a free throw. Josh Hubbard has shot roughly nine million free throws in his life. Tolu Smith has been shooting them well. Cam Matthews has been shooting. It's uh, it's kind of like Ron Polk he used to talk about hitting being contagious. Missing can be contagious, and in a big moment with a big crowd, and you want to win. Sometimes it gets to you. The key is, at this point, can you learn from it? Can you take that experience? And now you've done it. Now you've been there back-to-back games, and now in the tough environment, do you have an edge? That's going to be, to me, the big question. But you know who else has an edge, Bart? And that is our friends at Country Pleasing.
0: Hey, I had some Country Pleasing yesterday. I went to Country Pleasing earlier this week, and you know what they've got right now? They've got those Randazzo King Cakes, and I bought like five of them. You know I don't do King Cake. I'm not a regular King Cake person. Like, if it's just an old, regular old King Cake, I think you gotta have some cream cheese or some blueberry or some strawberry or something like that. That's who I am. But um I got some king cakes the other day. They're really good. They got those in down in the butcher shop.
1: They got a massive butcher shop now. And I'll tell you why I just said I'm not a king cake person. Because a couple of years ago I made the comment that I wasn't a king cake person and about four people dropped off king cakes here at my office to try to convince me. I'm also not a whole ribeye person. <laughs> I hate whole fillets. Yeah, and king cake. <laughs> but if you'd like to prove me wrong, yeah, stop buying. drop them off. Maybe you got one we haven't had before. That's right. Yeah, I, I'm willing to keep an
0: open mind. That's the thing. I got a bunch of country pleasing sausage. Hey, I got some for you too. It's in a, it's in a cooler. <laughs> yeah. It's in a cooler. I forgot to bring it this morning. Countrypleasing.com. Man, they are they're getting more uh, into Texas, into Louisiana more. And it's con- continuing to grow. And I get
1: asked about them all the time. And because it is cold weather, there's a few things in my house that become like staples of a cold weather environment. You've obviously got chili, but red beans and rice becomes a cold weather thing at my house. You're a big red beans and rice guy. And it's and a jalapeno. Jambalaya. Jalapeno cheddar. Every time. And that like offends the red bean purist. It does, but that's okay. And you know what? I, I don't, don't care. care. Yeah, I don't, don't care.
0: Well, also Howard Technology Solutions, Howard Technology Solutions, go to howardcomputers.com. Network security, laptops, anything in the technology world that you need for your business. Go see our friends at Howard Technology Solutions. It's a Mississippi company, started by Billy Howard back in the 1960s, a former three-sport letter winner at Mississippi State, and so if you want to help out Bulldogs, help out our good friends at Howard Technology Solutions. Speaking
1: of friends, there we have Rusty Toms and David Perkins and David Perkins. Emmy Perkins working with the Bulldog Initiative now. And Emmy is, um, well, I'll say it this way I I used to say George Carl. Remember George Carl, the old basketball coach? Just clear out and let him play. No, so he, well, that was part of it. He had a great line, you know, the old Seattle Supersonics. He said, I want a team that I have to rein in, (laughs) so I want you to play out of control. And I'll pull you back. And Emmy is like, man, she is. She wakes up. I don't know if it's. She's not drinking decaf. <laughs> I mean, full she is speed full ahead, man. Speed ahead, I and mean, she is incredible. Uh, she really she is. She's awful. She was at the game last night working uh, with a number of football players. I don't know if you saw it, but the new state lounge area that you have—that's pretty you cool in area. So on weekend games, what we're going to be doing a lot is having some autograph tables. We'll have baseball players. We'll have football players. Last night, John Lewis, Jaden Wally, Jordan Mosley, and Calvin Dinkins were all signing autographs, taking pictures with kids, and um, it was great. And so they were representing the Bulldog Initiative out there, and we're going to keep doing that. And It was great, and Emmy, of course, takes care of all those things.
0: As y'all were doing that, we had a rededication of the hump at 5.30 yesterday with all the donors who gave to the basketball project. And there was two things about that. One is it's so cool to see so many people who had a hand in that. And the double-edged sword is it's also scary the number of those top donors that listen to me and you <laughs> because it's it's amazing the number that walked up to me last night and said, hey, I listened to the podcast. And so um, saw a lot of those guys last night. you know, the hump looks good. It really changed. Oh the, my goodness! It changed the way that you go about a basketball game. It has a different feel in there. Last night was awesome, and so I tell you, somebody else is all also good with. Uh, NIL and the Bulldog Initiative, and that's our good friends at Maroon and Company.
1: Boy, I saw a lot of Bulldog Initiative pullovers yesterday. Yes, and they've got, got those more sweatshirts, hoodies.
0: And they've got those sweatshirts and hoodies at Maroon and Company. Go to maroonandco.com, and you can buy it online. They've got the nice hats, the Bulldog Initiative hats.
1: As hey, they're, gonna add, they're adding mugs. Really? And tumblers and all this stuff. I Man, Wyatt Craig has been incredible. I mean, absolutely incredible. He's There isn't a two-day stretch that goes by that I don't have a message from him saying, we're adding this, we're adding that. And it's, it's I mean, he is really, really making a difference for us. And
0: he's a big Mississippi State guy. I mean, he is a Mississippi State guy.
1: Hey, yeah. I want to shout out one other company too, Bart, real sure. quick. So our friend's at Pip Printing. Yep. All right, so Pip Printing down in Ridgeland, Camden has been just great to us. And they have this great deal going. If you tell them, hey, we want to do some printing with you, and we like the Bulldog Initiative, or, hey, we heard you talk about it on Bart and Charlie's show, they'll give 10% to the Bulldog Initiative. And so, I mean, these printing jobs can get big, right? Oh, yeah. And so that can be a significant, significant deal. So if you've got printing business, you need help, Pip Printing is doing a lot to help the Bulldog Initiative.
0: Well, too, here's the thing, and um – um there are some printers out there who um, who are not very good. To be honest with you, the stuff they do is really good. They do a oh, lot. Of, the the stuff they do is really
1: they have really given good. us. Any you go and you can see the the backdrops, the table covers, all every bit of that.
0: Hey, the speaking pop-up speaking of the backdrop, we got to start doing some video stuff.
1: Yes, we have to get on that. We got the equipment. Post-haste.
0: Well, students are back now. Now all of a sudden it becomes a little bit easier. Hey, talking about students coming back, and I think it's one thing that's an interesting dynamic is because we have the winter intercession this year, the fall intercession that pushes you going back to school a little bit later this year. You know, I was thinking about this yesterday. One of the things it does affect is you can't literally have baseball practice until – your students are back in school. Yeah, it's and crazy. So, and so you think about there are there are probably seven or eight other schools in the SEC who have had five or six baseball practices. There it goes.
1: What? Mark it right there, folks. There it is. The first excuse of the year. Yeah, Bart, going ahead, getting a <laughs> jump start on the season <laughs> and building in the excuses. Yeah, we just didn't have
0: enough, you know, practices before the season started. So they'll so, get
1: they'll get going this week on practice. How about this though? They have their first practice Tuesday, and it's going to be like ten degrees. Well, that's why they have the Palmero Center. Yeah, they're going to be having to use that thing for a while. Man, whew. well, that's I'm th- telling you, we're going to be better. I people. I had somebody text me this week. I'm not feeling the optimism. I said, I'm here to bring it. Well, I so hope you're saying so. We're going to Omaha. Like, hey, slow down.
0: Well, thinking about baseball, slow that's one down. of the things that uh, somebody brought up to me last night as we were at the uh, the event at 5:30. They're like, "Man, you know, January, you guys, you know, you and Charlie pretty much kind of lay back until until February." I know you got a lot of baseball games going on in February. So I was like, "Man, let me tell you something. Broadcasting is just a fraction of what we do in our daily lives. And just because we're not broadcasting ball games now, we will in February. We'll broadcast a bunch of them."
1: It's going to be a whole bunch.
0: It's going to be a whole bunch. Man, life is crazy right now in January. I'm trying to raise some money. I guess you're trying to raise some money.
1: Yes. <laughs> We're having no idea.
0: Oh, my goodness. Hey, uh, also brought to you by our friends at Trax Plus. Trax Plus located down in Hickory. I saw Chris Weems last night at the basketball game. Talked to Chris for a while. and Well, Trax Plus, heavy machinery newer used equipment in the forestry world, Sandy excavators and mini excavators. You got the barco equipment for the foresters, but also Massey Ferguson. They also sell the Massey Ferguson tractors and implements and so they've got a big service center. Hey if their piece of machinery breaks down in the field like it always does in the heavy machinery world. You're always going to have something that happens. You run over a big old stump or something, they'll come out and fix it for you. They've got a great service department at Trax Plus. Go to TraxPlus.com and see all the heavy machinery
1: that they have. All right, Charlie, anything else before we head to the hills? Well, let me think this through. We've discussed basketball. We touched briefly on baseball. Coach Polk turned 80 this week. He did. And it was so
0: great to see McCray Clay, who is a good friend of ours. McCray sent out a tweet uh, a couple of weeks ago about sending him postcards on his birthday because Coach Polk is very good at sending out cards to all of his former players and people he was associated with. And um, I've heard stories of him being on the beach in uh, Honolulu, Hawaii in February writing Christmas cards for the – Upcoming Christmas. I mean, this guy's detailed.
1: I can't tell you how many times I've gone to a minor league trip. I've told you I do a minor league baseball trip every year. And go to dinner with some guys. And how many times I will run into a player who maybe played at Auburn, maybe played at Tennessee, and they're like, you know what? Coach Polt recruited me, and I still, even though I didn't go there, I get a card from him every year.
0: What did we hear from Roger Clemens? The Roger Clemens, he's like, hey, I followed Mississippi State baseball just like I did Texas baseball because Ron Polk always sent me a letter start spring training because, you know, he pitched against us in 83. Oh, yeah. And we talked to Roger Clemens, what, three years ago, two years ago? Yeah. It's been a while now. And he was talking about his love for Coach Polk. Well, anyway, this past week, Coach Polk would go to the mail and get his mail, and he would walk into my office, and there would be, like, six inches thick worth of cards every day. And he would he was like, Man, golly McCrae, I can't believe she got everybody to write me these cards. And, oh man, I can he loved it. Oh, absolutely. He loved every bit of it. And uh he was at the game last night. And so anyway, yeah, Coach Polk turned eighty this week. Our childhood is gone, Charlie. <laughs> Ron Polk is eighty. You have no idea. Jackie Sherrill just turned eighty back in November. Jackie turned 80. Ron Polk turned 80.
1: You know what I'd like to do? Turn 80. Score 80. Well, <clears throat>
0: Kentucky's defense lends itself to that.
1: It's coming up. It's I coming feel it. In Rupp. I feel it.
0: Who's going to get hot like Marcus Grant did on Valentine's night, 1995?
1: I don't know. But whoever they are, I tip my cap.
0: Yep. All right, Charlie. Enjoyed it as always. Thanks to our good friends at Strange Brew Coffee House, strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Of course, we're in the Farm Bureau Studios here in downtown Startville. Farm Bureau go with the home team at Farm Bureau Cannon Ford of Startville. Nobody beats a Cannon deal. Nobody located just east of Startville on uh, Highway One Eighty Two. Howard Technology Solutions go to howardcomputers.com and or a printer. Order whatever they have online. they got a bunch of different stuff. Hey, if you need lighting for a parking lot, they can do lighting as well. Howard Technology Solutions, go to howardcomputers.com. Country Pleasing Sausage, Maroon & Company. Go to com and order some of that great Bulldog initiative gear. And our good friends at Tracks Plus Plus. Hey, one of the, the people who sponsor every show that we do, Charlie. And I saw some of those guys a couple of weeks ago. And that's our good friends at Bank First. Go to bankfirstfs.com for all your lending needs. Anything you need in the banking world, go see our friends at Bank First. Mortgage, commercial, whatever you're looking for, bankfirstfs.com. Mo Griffin, Marcus Mallory, John Shapley, Tyler Hill up in Water Valley, Mississippi. The pride of Water Valley Tyler will help you out in any way possible. So for Charlie Winfield, I'm bar Gregg. Hey, appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on Sunday Coffee.